Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hi, this is Joshua Kult for Daily Daf Differently. We are doing today Daf Yud Gimel of Masechet Ketubot. So I wanted to look at something, a little side issue, not the most important issue on the Daf, but something I thought was kind of curious. Um, it's actually the uh, Mishnah that appears on Yud Gimel Amud Aleph. Uh, which is part of the series of Mishnayot in which Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Eliezer, and Rabbi Yoshua argue about the believability of a woman um, who a husband or somebody has made a claim against her. So in this case, Ra'uha midaberet imechad. They see her speaking with somebody. Ve'amrula ma'tivo shel ish zeh. And they say to her, what is the nature of this person? Meaning, is this person someone who is, uh, has valid yichus, who's like valid genealogical, can trace his, his genealogy to valid lineage? Meaning he's not a mumzer, or he's not a non-Jew, or he's not somebody who, if he had relations with her, would disqualify her from subsequently marrying a Kohen. Um, this is important sort of background to some of these Mishnayot, that a woman who has had relations with somebody to whom she is prohibited, that could be a mumzer, a natin, has a status like a mumzer, a non-Jew, um, in other cases, it could be adultery, although I don't think that this woman is being accused of adultery here. She will never um, be able to marry a Kohen again. So they ask her, who was this guy? They don't know who he was. And he says, she says, Ish pony v'kohenu. He was uh, so-and-so, she evidently gives his name, and he's a Kohen, which is the highest lineage a person can have. And she's basically saying that he was... Um, of valid of val lineage, and she could afterwards go on to marry a Cohen, even if she had relations with that person. Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer say that she is believed, and she can subsequently go and marry a Cohen. Uh, Rabbi Yoshua, as he always says, Lo mi piha anu chayin, we do not believe her. Ela harezo becheskat lenatin Mamzer. Rather, she is presumed to have had relations with a Natin or a Mamzer, both of whom are prohibited from marrying Israelites. Ad until she brings proof for her um, words. Now, the case, remember, was just a woman who the Mishnah says we saw talking to a man. So, you know, what are we talking about here? Just a woman talking to a man? Rabbi Yoshua would say she was. Um, forbidden to uh, to have relations to 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 marry a uh, a Cohen just by talking to some guy who we don't know who he was. It seems very strict. So the the no one interprets it just plain old talking. The Gemara asks, "My midaber, what is?" 
talking mean here? Ziiri, the Amora, named Ziiri Amar Nistara, that she went into seclusion, and therefore there was suspicion of sexual relations. Not proof of it, but there were suspicions. In other words, I would say this is sort of like uh, maybe equivalent to um, somebody being seen going into, not necessarily a hotel room, because then I think it's quite obvious what they're going to do in the hotel room, but someone who was seen going into, let's say, a restaurant, candlelight dinner, there's suspicions that that person isn't having, let's say, a business meal with somebody, but uh, is cheating on her husband or is, if she's not married, is um, having a meal before with somebody who is a lover of hers. Rav Asi Amar Nivala. Rav Asi says, no, somebody really saw her having sexual relations. Now, I don't think that that means that they really saw actual act of intercourse, but that they saw them secluded in enough um, of a place that it was a proper place for them to have sexual intercourse. So the question I wanted to look at just for a second here is, why then does the Mishnah say midabert? Why then does the Mishnah say talk instead of nivelet or nistara? And the Gemara answers lishna ma'aliyah, that it was a euphemism. Um, and they quote a verse from Mishle, from the book of Proverbs, She says, considering a woman who is an adulteress, right? This is the way of an adulteress. She eats, she stretches her mouth, opens her mouth, and she says, I didn't do anything. And so over here you can see, is... Um, a euphemism for sex. Now, the problem with this is the Mishnah didn't say Ra'uha Ocheret, that she, they saw her eating with somebody else, they saw her talking with somebody else. But if we look further away in Ketubot, um, we can see that there is a Mishnah talking about a, a man who provides for his wife, Perak Hamishi, provides for his provides for his wife with a um, with an agent, meaning he's not living with her and he needs to provide her with all her basic needs, and he doesn't provide them directly to her, he provides them through an agent. But the Mishnah says Shabbat Shabbat. So this is a sugi from Samichay, Amud Bet, sixty five B, that she eats with him on Friday evening. And the Gemara asks, my ocheret, what does it mean that he eats with, she eats with him? Rav Nachman Omer, Amar, ocheret mamash, that she really eats with him. We want to make sure they have at least one shared meal a week. Ravashi Amar, Tashmish. Ravashi says that refers to sexual relations. And again, the Gemara quotes that verse from Mishle, Achla umachta piha. That is some kind of um, ochel here. And here we see the Mishnah uses the word ochel, and Proverbs uses the word ochel. And both cases, ochel can mean um, sexual relations. And the truth is, the word ochel, sex and food, to this day in society, often go together. Um, there are times where we use, let's say, words from one move over to words from the other. And I wanted to point out that this appears even in the Bible itself. Um, concerning Joseph um, and, Poti, and Potiphar's house. So it 
chapter 39 of the book of Genesis, of Breshid, says, Vayazov kol ashero biyad Yosef, that Potiphar left everything he had with Joseph, velo yada itom uma ki'im halechem asher hu ochel. He didn't care about anything except for the bread that Joseph ate. Um, and does it, does it really, or the food that Joseph ate, did Potiphar really say, Joseph, you can have anything in my house, just not the food? That seems a little strange, right? Why should Potiphar let him have the use of everything else in his house and really care about the food? And a verse, a few verses later, um, we see that uh, Joseph himself says a little bit of a different version. In verse 8, when he refuses to sleep with Eshet Potiphar, Potiphar's wife, Vayomer el Eshet Adonav, he says to the wife of his master, Hen Adoni lo yada ito iti mababai. My master didn't care what I do with anything in the house. Vechol asher yesh lo natan beyadi. Everything that he has he gave to me. Enenu gadol babai tazeh. There's no one greater in my house than I, and he didn't hold back anything from me, right? except for you, for you are his wife. Meaning Joseph says, the only thing in the house that I'm not allowed to take for myself is you, Mrs. Potiphar. You, you're, Joseph, you're, you're Potiphar's wife. So we can see a couple verses later that Lechem, from the earlier verses, really means uh, her means sexual relations. And that's the same thing that appears in the fifth parak of Ketubot. And I think that that's probably the shot of talking um, in the first parak, although I think that the original sugya probably came in the fifth parak where they actually use the word ochelet because that matches up better with the uh, uh, use of the verb, in pro- the verb in Proverbs where it said achla, she ate, meaning she committed adultery and then opened her mouth. So that's a little bit on euphemisms in the Bible and in the mission. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.